yo 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 we this are back reel it in episode 14 we are down dos <laughs> amigos dos amigos <laughs> it is now dos amigos <laughs> caballeros oh uh, i only know one word <laughs> amigos. amigos padres <laughs> padres who's hermano <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, yep, Ben is, uh, sleeping. And, uh, hashtag dead, essentially. Ben's alive. Hashtag alive, just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Ben's work is trying to kill him. Yes. And, uh, it wants to steal his life, his essence, if you will. I really do think. Much like the Dark Crystal, which is ironic because that's his favorite. I was thinking Princess Bride. The torture, oh, yes. the torture scene. <laughs> I, I have, yeah, I will be talking about Christopher, the guest. Oh, today, yeah. So that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. So uh, the meat and potatoes this week uh-huh. is a movie called Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Uh, a great ish movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have some words to say, Will. <laughs> from the 80s <laughs> it's about as good as you get in the 80s i mean if you throw yeah. teenagers at each other yeah that could be taken very, <laughs> i mean yeah we'll get to that yeah. later yeah uh so i guess we'll just jump right into the what what you've been which we looking oh, at it, on we, the telly looking at on the telly well on the bigger screen this week i went and saw once upon a time in hollywood uh with my good friend anthony you know uh r.i.p uh, yeah i know him yeah uh no he's alive everyone he's, he is alive. yeah yeah he's just family lots of family stuff yeah like a child coming he's up. he's married and has children and that's a very foreign concept to the uh, rest of us yeah us ambiguously straight duo. We are the <laughs> ambiguously straight duo. Uh, no, so I went and saw this. It's Quentin Tarantino's ninth ninth movie. Uh, really, really good. I love this movie. Um, it's essentially a slice of life in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino as a director. And Which I, is perfect. Yes, it's beautiful. The dialogue is superb. The tension is constant, but not like over the top which is perfect for tarantino in my opinion the ending i could watch this movie every single time just for the ending because mm-hmm. the ending is incredible and satisfactory kind of likes to go out with a bang yes scene. very much so and this definitely takes that, the that cake that was actually the uh the hateful eight was a bit oh much see, the ending for me see this is in my opinion the exact opposite of the hateful eight. Oh, really yes yeah. So everyone lives. Instead. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> stuff. Okay. Uh, but it's it's very satisfying. Uh, it's awesome. It's great. Uh, I it's probably I know this is probably you know sacrilegious and heresy, but it's probably my favorite favorite Tarantino <laughs> favorite Tarantino movie. Really? Yeah. I. What was your favorite up until this point? Django. Django. Oh yeah, Django is yeah phenomenal. And. There's just something about this movie that I just I've I've been watching the Japanese slice of life movies mm. and it was just like I'm watching an American director make a slice of life movie. 
and it's pretty great. Yeah, and he he's actually makes slice of life interesting. Yes, because he he's such a gifted uh, screenplay writer. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite thing about his movies is just the dialogue that he writes. Yeah, he writes. I mean, you know, he made the the infamous scene in Pulp Fiction where they talk about a cheeseburger and make that interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sick. And like, oh yeah, with cheese. Yeah, and then just like when he talks about milkshakes in that movie, it's just like <laughs> makes me want a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, superb. Uh, Anthony thought the same. He he really really enjoyed it. Um. I don't think it's the best Tarantino movie for him, but you know. Yeah. He he really liked the Hateful Eight, didn't he? Yeah, he loved the yeah. Hateful Eight. Uh. But they they do stuff with a lot of historical accuracy in this that adds to it. Um, There's a lot of stuff they get right that Hmm. really adds to the environment. Like history of what? So the the a lot of the big story focuses around Sharon Tate, who was uh, an actress who got murdered Hmm. uh, in 1969, Uh, and. So she's played by Margot Robbie and just the the stories around that. And then it brings in like the Mansons. So it's Charlie, Charlie Manson. And his, it's not a true story. It's kind of a fictional story based around real events. Correct. Kind of like the Titanic. In a sense. Yeah. yeah uh, because the two main characters in it aren't real people. So Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters, they aren't real people. And the shows that are being made uh i don't like bounty hunter i think is the name of the bounty law where he plays a bounty hunter in the west leonardo dicaprio does uh, i think that show was made up oh really but oh, they... that's that's the uh, character he plays in the show and you said that brad pitt plays his stunt his man, stunt right? his stunt man yeah. which so caprio dicaprio plays an actor yes yeah uh and brad pitt plays a stunt man uh and it's it's really well done their friendship that duo is probably one of my favorite duos brad pitt's character alone is probably probably one of my favorite characters of all time he Um, he kind of just nails it these days he i don't know i feel like he uh takes his time and does what he wants Mm -hmm. he's not in as much as he used to be but everything he is in it's it's usually memorable yeah so that's uh my opinions on once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, and then for uh, you know Andrew's all around amazing anime yes. adventures, uh, I watched a show called Rage of Bahamut, uh, <laughs> which is a. I don't know how to say. I've always said Bahamut. Okay. Is it is it bah- I, I Bahamut? It, I thought it was Bahamut. Bahamut. That's how they kind of say it in the show. So yeah, but they say it in Japanese, so it's like I grew up reading RPGs, (laughs) you know. So in my however my brother, my older brother interpreted that is how I ended up. Uh, Ah, he's halfway smart. (laughs) I trusted him. (laughs) Uh, Which it was. It was an interesting show. I enjoyed it. It's only. 11 episodes 11 or 12 episodes and it's a it's limited series they did come out with a second series in which it takes 10 takes place 10 years later which is not good like i tried Mm -hmm. getting two episodes into it and i stopped what's the second series called uh rage of bahamut 
Virgin <laughs> Virgin Soul, where the first one was Virgin Soul. Genesis. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I love how Japanese ideas translate into English. It's like a whole new world. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Uh, we would never but, put those two things together. <laughs> Virgin Soul. <laughs> uh, no, the the first series follows a bounty hunter uh, in like a fantasy world, in which he gets sucked into this whole scenario where he meets a half angel, half demon uh, creature <laughs> who who later on you find out her backstory is Truly not what, conflicted. Yeah. Her backstory is actually not what you think it is, and it's cr- even crazier oh. near the end. Uh, and so it's him just going through this whole thing, and they're trying to revive Bahamut, which is like a dragon god who just wants to just destroy the world. Apparently, I know who Bahamut yeah. is. <laughs> I am letting I am letting the audience know. I played Final Fantasy, <laughs> uh, and then the god Zeus. And uh, the demon lord Satan came together, <laughs> came together and uh, stopped him from destroying the world. And uh, yeah, there's a mastermind who's trying to unleash him and uses her. And so this guy has to kind of like stop it. And that's the whole story. Wow. Yeah. So they unleashed a dragon god, a demon lord. What was the third one? Zeus. Zeus. So Zeus and the demon lord Satan uh, come together to... Oh, that demon Im- lord. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, imprison Bahamut. Okay. They kind of like seal their own souls away to to stop him. Oh, man. And someone's trying to free him 2,000 years later. It's very symbolic. Yeah, yeah. I, I do find it funny how it's like there's angels and there are gods. Like you know, like myth- mythological gods. Like Zeus is like the head god. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they have uh, Bacchus, I think, who is like the god of like drinking wine. <laughs> yeah. You have one job and it's <laughs> pretty easy. And he's doing it throughout yeah. the whole show. He's drinking and drunk pretty much the entire time. I, I mean, with the angels, that kind of makes sense. It's almost like an intermediate being yeah. in between human and god uh, a supernatural deity and they actually used angels from the bible like gabriel and michael are there yeah which is weird because they have gabriel being like the head honcho and it's i think people look at that because gabriel is like the messenger in the bible a lot but like michael michael is the archangel like he is the head he's the archangel of war right yeah uh, he, that might be it. Yeah. But I know that, like, Gabriel is, since he's one of the only angels that you know a name of, people have put, like, an importance on that angel. Yeah. And so, it's it's interesting. I, yeah. Come to think of it, I can't really think of any other angel names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even know the name of the angel that uh, meets with Mary Magdalene. After Jesus' yeah. resurrection. They don't give a name for him. Have you ever read the book of Enoch? I have not. It's interesting. They actually give the names of fallen angels in that book. Okay. And it's a very it's actually really fascinating and I don't know. For some reason the, the books that don't make it in the Bible are very mysterious and <laughs> curious. <laughs> well, I know there's one that when you read it uh, I'm trying to think. There's one when you read it, it sounds more just like a fantasy novel. 
which is why which is why like they they were just like well, this doesn't yeah there's fit one in. Uh, i think it's in the apocrypha that's called like bell and the dragon yeah that's the one yeah yeah, yeah. where it's just super sweet uh, anime yeah <laughs> You know, Rage of Bahamut. Some good, uh, that's what, Bell and Bahamut. <laughs> uh, so Way to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching for this past week. I've played, I think I've played more games than i watched anything. Uh, and then I will actually be putting a pause on Andrew's all-around amazing Aww. anime adventures to do Andrew's all-around amazing animated adventures, which is where I go and watch... <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons starting okay. with I need to finish Digimon so I'm going to so I was watch scrolling through, Digimon. through the Digimon. E- Xbox store the other day yeah. and came across a thing called uh, Saturday morning RPG which is just like this JRPG that's basically rips off all of these Saturday morning cartoon ideas and I feel like I've heard pretty, yeah I, I didn't it. get it but yeah. I want it um, it's probably <laughs> terrible but it's just really entertaining i bet that's funny i have to look into that uh but yeah so i'll be doing digimon invader zim uh especially since there's an invader zim movie coming out oh really in august so it's like i should just rewatch that show grim adventures <laughs> should just watch all of it yeah grim yeah. grim adventures samurai jack like i want to start watching these you're way more familiar with these things than i am well these are the ones that i grew up with yeah when i was yeah. I didn't. Well, I didn't really have TV when I was a kid, so yeah. I remember hearing I didn't have of this Cartoon Network Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> and this fabled cereal, cereal, sugared cereal, <laughs> sugared cereal. Yeah, I think I had a. Uh, we pretty much just watched Digimon, uh, and Scooby Doo. I think is what. I'll, oh really? All, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch. <laughs> and then it's scary. I, I actually barely watched them on Saturday morning. I would watch them. There was a two-hour cartoon segment pretty much at, from, like, 3 to 4 or 3 to 5 in which, like, kids, like, you get home from school and, like, just turn it on. It's like I got, like, two hours of cartoon TV watching. Nice. And that's where Digimon was Did during that. Did take a break after yeah. school? Digimon, Magic School Bus, and Astro Boy you would play during that, so... Astro Boy. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. I see like the the t-shirts and stuff for Astro Boy. I always thought it was like a Japanese thing. It is a Japanese thing. Well, uh, my perceptions are accurate. <laughs> I am great deduction. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh that's about it for me. What about what about you? What have you been watching? I I watched Trace movies. Ooh. I'm trace keep, movies speak the, of, that's spanish the, for three <laughs> for this the uninitiated <laughs> i'm expanding your uh oh, yeah. spanish vocabulary <laughs> beyond amigo yeah thanks i appreciate it uh i watched a movie called the last laugh okay which is uh i think it's a next netflix movie and it's got chevy chase and richard dreyfus interesting and like older yeah they're both real old yeah and richard dreyfus is like ancient now. yeah he he is i'm surprised he's real chevy rough. chase got a movie i guess he's i mean why because he's just a jerk <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly yeah. yeah he man i know i'm so torn with chevy chase because i think he is 
one of the most unique and gifted comedians yeah. of all time. Like in that crew with Bill Murray and John Belushi mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd, like all of, he was really brilliant and he had yeah. his own unique, uh, just his own unique jokes and the combination of his serious and slapstick was always could catch you off guard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie, so it's about a, uh, Chevy Chase actually plays kind of more of the straight man, surprisingly. Okay. He is a, a, a manager who kind of never wants to stop working. And uh, it's got the girl from uh, what? Garfunkel and Oates. She's the... Oh, she, the mousy... <laughs> yes, she looks like a mouse. Yeah. Uh, oh. She's very cute. Uh, she's got like pretty big eyes. She was in... Um, the brunette in Garfunkel, that's right. Uh, Not the blonde. Dark hair, yeah. Yeah. Dark hair. Um, yeah, she plays like his granddaughter. Okay. And she's getting him into a home. And he, I really like her. He, Yeah, she's yeah. really good. And he kind of reconnects with uh, a comedian that he used to manage, which okay. is R- Richard Dreyfus, and basically ends up convincing him to come out of retirement and... <laughs> hit the road again Richard Dreyfuss is as a stand-up comedian yeah <laughs> From, you know but he yeah. was successful in like yeah. the 50s I think and okay. so you get kind of this old old-timey humor and and he doesn't have an act he basically just wings it <laughs> every time <laughs> and it's really funny they wrote yeah. really good jokes and that's good it's it's worth a watch I mean it's it, I think I really like Chevy Chase I liked just to see him working again and yeah overall it was pretty good uh the other one of the other movies i watched was bad times at the el royale at the el royale means the Ooh. <laughs> uh, we're learning more yes so far we've got friend three and the i said hermano oh is that that's do you not know what is that hermano? boyfriend no <laughs> do you not get the whole Arrested Development joke? No, probably not then. No? No. Oh, it means brother. Okay. She would, you know, Joe was getting all jealous of his oh, girlfriend. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Thinking, thinking she was seeing like, somebody yeah. and she was just saying, talking about to her, her brother. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand Spanish. Hermano. Hermano. <laughs> okay. One um, of the brilliant. Yes. It's been a while um, since I've seen the first few seasons. Okay. So, like, Which were obviously the best. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Bad Times at the El Royale. Man, I really liked this movie. Um, I I was, you know, intrigued because it has John Hamm mm-hmm. in it. and uh, I'm intrigued because it has Chris and, Hemsworth in it. And Chris Hemsworth and Jeff yeah. Bridges. Yeah. And, but what really kind of sealed the deal for me was I saw it was directed by Drew Goddard. Who, who is I hadn't, Cabin in the Woods. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I hadn't heard of him until you guys introduced me to Cabin in the Woods. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really want to see what this guy does. And there's a yeah. lot of kind of Cabin in the Woodsy. Feel. There's certain elements that are very similar. Okay. Um, not quite as comedic. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a lot more serious and, and dark. Yeah. Um, but man, there's a lot of really excellent. Uh, just ideas that they put into film this has 
one of my favorite characters of, of recent memory, like of in, in any movie, mm-hmm. um, played by Cynthia Aribo, who I have, okay. I haven't never... seen in any. She hasn't been in a lot yet. Okay. I think maybe like six things. Okay. She so she plays a singer, and this p- takes place, I believe, in like the sixties. I want to say sixties. That's 70s. what it felt like when I saw the trailer. Yeah. yeah, and she plays like a professional Motown singer, and so she's often practicing in her room. And they use that really well in the in kind of developing the plot line okay. and uh, how to execute certain scenes. And she's got a just a beautiful voice. She sings one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? Which is, uh, Try a Little Tenderness. I don't even know it. Otis Redding. I won't sing it. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's... Uh, she did a fantastic job, uh, but not only is like she's more than just the singer. Her character is really strong. She has really good dialogue. That's good. And I I can't wait to see her. She's gonna be in a lot of stuff. Hmm. I mean, she's not gonna have any any problem finding work because she is so talented. Um, John Hamm is fantastic as always. I think just put him in anything. I will watch it. <laughs> I want him to be older Batman. Oh, that would be great. Right. Right. Yeah. I think he, he, I feel like he played Don Draper and didn't want to be that character. Don Draper anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like he started being nice and goofy, mm-hmm. like constantly. And... Except for his role in Baby Driver. Oh yeah. He was, but... <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But he was uh, awesome still too. incredible. Yeah. So <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. It's it's funny that they chose him for this role. He did great. Yeah. But he plays like a hippie. Okay. And it's really funny because he's like trying to take the posture of mm-hmm. a hippie. And so like they show him walking through a field with his shirt off and he's just ripped. He's, yeah. He's like super jacked and he's trying to like put his shoulders back like all relaxed yeah. and kind of dainty. And because his, he's still playing Thor at this his point. His back muscles are like <laughs> smashed together. <laughs> and so it's like. I get what you're trying to do, yeah. but Your hippies are not built like <laughs> you. But his character, he he, nailed. he does a good he job. Did, yeah, yeah, he was absolutely perfect. Uh, Jeff as, Bridges is awesome as as always. Yeah. I feel like he kind of he's really getting older, and I can't yeah. tell like where like Jeff Bridges ends and his the character actor, <laughs> the actor ends and the character I begins. Feel like yeah. he like in this. A character has like a memory problem. Okay. And I almost wonder if Jeff Bridges has a memory <laughs> like the character problem. doesn't have a memory problem. Yeah. He just doesn't like, remember. He's just like, things. am I in a film right am now, am or film? am I just being me? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I hope I never meet him because I've respect him <laughs> so much. <laughs> but yeah, I I was very pleased with this movie. I think uh, I would, you know, I don't watch movies. Yeah. Twice most yeah. of the time unless i really like them but i'd like to see this movie again nice yeah the other thing i watched on the drew goddard note yeah i need to freaking show you daredevil because the first season is uh written by him yeah yeah hmm. i think and... i tried to watch it and i probably just didn't give it a fair shake but i i'm also hard to win over with superhero stuff mm-hmm. it i'm just the TV show, not the movie, by the way. 
Yeah. Okay. What did uh, that Ben Affleck ben had Affleck, a movie? Yeah, that yeah. Came, I didn't yeah. watch the. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Don't yeah. watch it. Um, I you know I started watching like um, the Punisher only because I like the actor John Barathel. Yeah. So and, his and even that was pretty that that and that's not a normal superhero no. progression. And his that character actually gets introduced in season two of Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, which is a good way to get me to yeah. watch. Something. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So the other thing I watched was mascots. Okay. And uh, I I flipped through this movie so many times on Netflix and said, "Oh, that looks stupid." I didn't know that it was a Christopher Guest film. Okay. And so, for those of you who are not familiar with Christopher Guest, he is most famous for popularizing the genre of mockumentary. Uh, ah, the, did he being, do uh this is spinal Tap. this is spinal Tap. yeah okay. well i think so i think technically rob reiner did that film okay but he was a big part of the creative process but what christopher guest did he's he started doing these same style of films he did waiting for guffman uh best in show a mighty wind and mascots i think is the fourth one that i okay. know of and he actually brings back a character from waiting for guffman called uh, Corky St. Clair and he's just this uh, he's a gay dance instructor <laughs> and he's just perfect yeah he's just fantastic so is this a newer movie or did this come out back in the day no this is very recent so okay. the interesting thing about these mockumentaries is he usually uses the same actors together okay. and they so many of the scenes are just improv so it's like a movie version of documentary now Kind, well, like, kind of, yeah. I feel like documentary now is really well written. Okay. This is much more loose. Okay. Uh, you can tell a lot of their, like, I feel like they make up stuff in in a scene and then they start, like, adding, adding, like, bits film to it. Okay. According to what they made up. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah. So, like, what you will see in the older movies is, like, Eugene Levy and uh, Kathleen O'Hare. Uh, what's her name? O'Hara, I think. Probably. I she uh, she's in Schitt's Creek. Okay. Which is basically where that chemistry started between those two. Okay. And they are hilarious together. Yeah. Um, I've heard I need to check out that show. Schitt's Creek is is <laughs> really great. good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. If 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 you need to laugh, it's fantastic. Um, but you have uh that couple. Parker Posey is in like every Christopher Guest. Okay. Uh, movie uh, you have Ed Begley Jr. is hilarious too he just he so he's really funny and he started making his way into like these more popular comedies he's an hmm. older guy who's actually like really into science and stuff but hmm. for some reason he acts and does improv but he was in like uh, Pineapple Express okay he was I did see that one, Seth yeah. Rogen's girlfriend's dad <laughs> Oh man, it's been a long time since okay. I've seen that movie. He's All I remember in... is uh, what's his face kicking the window and not breaking the window through, so his leg is stuck in the window. Uh, like they're in the, I think they're in a cop car, and like he goes to kick out the window, and his foot just goes through it <laughs> yeah. and just stuck in the window. <laughs> so they're trying to drive. Tr- oh yeah, he's trying to kick out the windshield. Yeah, the windshield. Those yeah, are yeah, laminated. yeah. They yeah. don't. <laughs> So he just like kicks his foot through it. I loved yeah. that joke because yeah. I worked at an auto body pl- or a, a glass 
auto shot. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's exactly what would what happen. Would happen? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great joke. That's funny. But yeah, so mascots, I, I've i always kind of admired uh, what they capture in these types of movies. Mm-hmm. And so what mascots does is they, add, they brought in some new actors. And so Zach Woods is in it. He's the guy in uh, Silicon Valley. He's okay. the funniest okay. guy on that show. Yeah. And like I feel like he didn't really get to shine on uh, on The Office. Yeah. Which is also, I think, really where, kind of why The Office, where it drew a lot of its inspiration. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Ricky Gervais basically created that. In the, the British in the UK, version, yeah. But um, all of that style kind of came from, from Christopher Guest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but Zach Woods is dude that guy is so phenomenal funny. yeah he is so funny i he blows i even me away. i even like him in in the office like i know yeah. that he didn't get the time to shine but one of my favorite scenes ever is gabe following aaron into the woman's bathroom to like talk to her <laughs> and and she's like you can't come in here and creed walks out and goes <laughs> sicko <laughs> like, <laughs> He's he's a guy in the woman's bathroom, but like, yeah. like he's judging Gabe for walking in there a, to chase Aaron down. It's <laughs> a very good creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that's one of my favorites of of his. And then of course in Silicon Valley, just like everything with his character is gold. Just, oh yeah. my gosh, he yeah. He well, he is like he just surprises you. Yeah, he just comes out with these lines out of nowhere. Yeah, that just have you you're, rolling. You're both female, so you should. <laughs> interact with each other get to know each other it's like he's trying to he's trying to be progressive but being sexist at the same time it's so funny which we may or may not have experienced <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it is true yeah uh but yeah so mascots is basically about a mascot competition okay for like the the world mascot awards <laughs> and it's it's pretty good. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, yeah. but I enjoyed it. And there's some real golden moments, I think. Nice. That they capture. Um, yeah, Zach Woods is great. There's the, uh, gosh, uh, there's a like an Irish guy that I've seen in a lot of movies. And uh, I can't think of him at the moment, but he's probably British. Actually. <laughs> I think he plays an Irish guy in this. But yeah, so um, I think that's the, the three things I yeah, watched. But. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty stoked on that one. I kind of want to show you some scenes. From oh, yeah, from Mascots. Some hilarious, just nonsensical stuff that happens. <laughs> Those tend to be my favorite. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what is going on? You know, if I show you, uh, you know, I'll just show you some Daredevil. You show me some Mascots. Okay. We'll be good. We'll yeah. be good. How, I, I am curious. Did you watch like a full episode? Probably not. Okay. I don't know what my problem is. It's like if I'm not captured in the first 15 yeah. minutes, I'm just like, nope. That's crazy because I, I was captured within like the I first I also have to five. be in the mood, like yeah. in the right yeah. mood for it. So if I'm like actually wanting to see mm-hmm. something else, then I can come back to it later and yeah. appreciate it. Cool, cool. Well, let's dive into the good old meat and potatoes here. A little filet mignon. Mignon. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's not the full. It's not the full. <laughs> it's not the full meal. 
<laughs> we got some beans and rice here. More like hamburgers <laughs> and French fries. Yes. You know, not too bad. Not too We're bad. We're talking about Red Dawn. Red Dawn. <laughs> Uh, which is a 1984 American war film directed by John Millis with a screen by, screenplay by Kevin Reynolds and Millis. It stars Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, C. Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, Jennifer Grey, Ben Johnson, Harry Dean Stat- Stanton, Ron O'Neill, William Smith, and Powers Booth. Lots Powers of people. Booth. Powers Booth. It was the first film to be released in the U.S. with a PG-13 rating. Uh, under the modified system introduced on July 1st, 1984. Did not know that. It's the first PG-13 movie. Really? Yeah. The film is set in, his, in an alternate history timeline in which the United States is invaded by the Soviet Union, Union and its Cuban and Nicaraguan allies. However, the onset of World War III is in the background and not fully elaborated. The story follows a group of American high school students who resist the occupation with guerrilla warfare, naming themselves wolverines after the high school mascot <laughs> wolverines which is what you do you know? yeah but you know where i was from in middle school they were the loggers <laughs> loggers loggers <laughs> chop <laughs> timber <laughs> that's what you say before you shoot somebody. yeah timber oh <laughs> uh, I want to see this movie now. <laughs> uh, so this was the first time I've seen this movie uh, this oh, week. Okay. Uh, not going to lie, Will. I did not like this. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't. I. So this is something I really enjoyed growing up. Yeah. Watching it again later, I was confused yeah because it's like it felt like everything was overacted yes however i'm like if you think about what's happening those are perfectly reasonable responses yes but for some reason the you acting don't, just is well you don't feel the the uh, uh severity of mm-hmm. what's actually going on and yeah. so the actors are responding appropriately but you don't feel the severity and so it just feels way too much and you're like no actually they just witnessed their their teacher being yeah. shot and all yeah. these people getting invaded like that's actually a pretty serious thing but because it it's the 80s anyone can get shot and it's like oh no big deal it you know? just it fell off like the whole thing i was going i don't know how i feel and their responses were correct, but I just felt like anytime someone delivered a line, I was like, "It just, I just didn't feel the emotion behind it." Like, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "What is going on?" I, I know all of these actors, and they're incredible. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, when Patrick Swayze would say stuff, I'm like, "I just watched Young Bloods." Yeah, like Young Blood, which has him in it, and I just watched uh, Point Break. And yeah. so I was like, oh, man, Patrick, Patrick Swayze is great. He's great. And like, I was like, this is <laughs> not that great. And then no. like Leah Thompson's character confused me. I was. Uh, Both of them were very stoic. Yeah. Which was not usual for a female character no. in at that time. Which we, we will talk about, actually, yeah. in the interesting facts. I learned some things. Uh, but I think one of the lines that made me laugh was when someone is talking to Tony 
the is that Leah the, Thompson? No, the uh, her Jennifer sister. Gray? Yeah, oh. Jennifer Gray's character. And uh they're talking to her and they go she doesn't talk much. Uh and they go, "Oh, yeah, something happened to her like yeah. She, yeah. Something happened. She talks more than Tony does. <laughs> <laughs> like Jennifer Grey I think says they don't like three lines in the whole movie and <laughs> like she definitely talked a lot more than she did. And I just yeah. found it funny. I was like, she's the stoic silent one. But like uh I love Jennifer Grey's character though. Like I yeah. think she was my favorite character. Like she yeah, freaking went and just planted her. bombs everywhere. <laughs> and like that's awesome. Yeah. But. <laughs> One sec. About <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of things where they could also just waltz into town. Yeah, that always confused yeah, me. Yeah, and well, then just waltz you know, right back out of town. I'm just going to say it now. I think we're supposed to talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. We, that was part of the plan. My yeah, favorite yeah. scene is when... I think it's Leah Thompson. No, it, maybe it's Jennifer Grey. She's just riding into that gas station yes. on her bike yep, yep, yep. with the basket. Mm-hmm. And those guys, the like the Russians kind of stop her and are yeah. trying to hit on her. And then they take her stuff. And then try chasing her. Yeah. And she rides off as fast as she can. And then they take it into the tank and it blows up. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? set that off because if that did not go well like if you're dead you're dead (laughs) not to mention you're at a gas station (laughs) what what in the world was in that bag did it go off when you opened it because you i yeah (laughs) did not quite adding up (laughs) you're real lucky man and then you have the the scene on the arcade where she's walking out of the arcade and then it just the arcade explodes Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. How much how much <laughs> did she bring in there? That's insane. How'd she walk in with that? <laughs> yeah. There was many times when they were yeah, they would be like, Oh, we're going into town and now we're leaving town. I was like, You can just leave? Like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> why like, is no one uh, leaving? <laughs> why would you stay? Yeah. Uh so so those are my impressions. Like, yeah. I understand that this was like 1984 this would have been a cool movie for like kids and yeah uh teenagers kind of like this rebel against the system kind of thing yeah there's a lot of patriotism in it of like america um yeah which is i mean something very synonymous with the 80s which yeah. i think is is kind of something that I, I find endearing just because we live in a time of such conflict yeah. with how we view our country. It would be nice if we could just all be like, yeah, USA. Yeah. And I completely understand the reasons why we're not that, <laughs> yeah. but I sure wish we could we, be. And yeah. it's kind of a nice when we could have all, we could all just pretend, yeah. that, you know, everything, everything about America was awesome. <laughs> we went at everything. Yeah. And Let's ignore the these things right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that, I think that's why I find those movies so charming. Yeah, because it is total, totally patriotic. And this movie definitely has that feel of what the the world was thinking in like the sixties and seventies. Yeah, of like Russia could invade uh, at any moment. Yeah. Also, well, I also found how they invaded really funny. <laughs> just, just dropping dropping out of the sky <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
It's a great yeah. tactic. Well, and it's like so obvious that it's such a small town. Yeah. Like, why would you? <laughs> why this town? Take over some bum town yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and they bring in tanks and stuff. I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> There's nothing Not here. exactly the greatest yeah. resources to control. Yeah. And then. Uh... We got a sporting goods store. <laughs> and then they kill the dad because guns were missing (laughs) (laughs) yeah they killed robert's dad and that's when he becomes that's when he becomes hardened because his parents are dead yeah is that c thomas howells yeah character yeah character yeah uh i thought he actually played that role i yeah i actually i like i think him and tony are my two favorite characters uh which is funny because they barely say anything (laughs) <laughs> the movie. it's probably why you like them because they didn't they act overacted they acted yeah. like well, just did stuff it was it's funny watching this again because i totally remember like all these lines yeah. that I'm, like <laughs> when they're seeing their dad in the PO, yeah. pow camp yeah. or whatever and they're like you know i just remember like trying to repeat like I remember daddy. Yeah. I remember all. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. That whole scene though. Like I, 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 remember. I, was, like, I was like, I know that they're sad because this is sad. Yeah. But like, what is going on? Let it turn yeah. to something else. <laughs> and then when Charlie Sheen, I love you, dad. <laughs> yeah. Just like, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> Don't you ever cry again. (laughs) Don't you ever cry again. Man, that's a little bleak. Yeah. (laughs) Which then he starts saying to everyone else when they start crying, like Patrick Swayze, don't you ever cry again. Yeah. Lead turned something else. Uh, So my favorite scene is actually the beginning. Um, Oh, yeah. I do love the fact that that they just jump into it. Like it literally the movie starts and stuff starts going down and it's crazy. Uh, I love the guerrilla warfare stuff. Yeah. I do love that. The, you know, the first time Wolverines is I like yelled. the truck. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, the one from the beginning? <laughs> yeah. It's a sweet uh, Chevy Stepside. Yeah. It stops a lot of bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America. <laughs> America engineered. What's Chevy's tagline? Like a rock. Or like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... I found that funny. It's yeah, so like Bob oh, Seger playing. They've got a tank and machine guns. Just duck. <laughs> Just duck on. Under- well, they, I love how like they man, they're like ripping through that field. And yeah. You see one of the guys in the back just yeah, like, like actually <laughs> catch air. And he's like almost. I don't know how he held it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any other scenes? I love uh, when they're actually raiding the sporting goods store. Okay. I remember seeing that as a kid going like, they can just take stuff? <laughs> like, this is paradise. Because they like grab cereal and they... Oh, yeah. Like Pop- canned goods. Know, it was like Pop-Tarts yeah. or just like yeah. all these things, these arrows and... Yeah. And of course, I don't know why it's always in my head like, grab toilet paper. I ain't <laughs> using no leaves. <laughs> I that was a good line. I like yeah. that line. Uh, I do find it funny though how... The start happens in September, I want to say. I think it's the beginning of the school year. Yeah, and then, that sounds about right. And then, like, there's another scene shortly after they they get into the hills. They're like, we're going to run out of food soon. I'm like, 
You ate all of that food. There was like canned goods that you took. Like, yeah. where did that all go? Well, there's like there six was, of them or something. Yeah. yeah. I just found it funny. I was like, you didn't ration at all. <laughs> I do. It's interesting. Uh, like Ben Johnson's character. Are you familiar with who Ben Johnson is? Is he the... I want to say he was in Bonanza. But he's he's okay. the... I don't know if he's their dad, but he's basically the guys that were looking after Tony and her sister okay so that's their grandpa grandpa okay so he he's been in tons of westerns okay and it's funny that he's in like a modern movie but he's still basically the same yeah like he has the horses i also also found like (laughs) what weirded me out about this movie is like i i don't know if anyone was in trouble like because he could just have his farm yeah with the horses Well, I mean, he he was probably out there quite a ways. Yeah. Because, I mean, that to me does seem... Just like the boundary line of, like, where does this start? Where does this end? Yeah. Well, and I was trying to figure out, like, where are they? I feel like they're in, like, Colorado. Yeah, like, near the Rockies, I want to say. or Arizona. And I know that, at least in New Mexico... I know where it's filmed. Yeah. It's filmed in New Mexico. Oh, it is. That looks like New Mexico. Let so, me see. I mean, in New Mexico, I've driven through there, and you, like, you better have a full tank of gas if you're leaving a town. Yeah. Uh, and so I could see if someone was trying to isolate a city, they're probably not going to secure a perimeter because it mm-hmm. would just be like you're wasting your time. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because you think so far down south that it would just be hot the entire time. But, uh, actually, in but, Albuquerque, there are mountains. Yeah, when you get yeah. into the mountains, I even remember flying into L.A. It gets from, pretty cold. Yeah. I remember flying into L.A. from Texas, and it was, I want to say, March. So, it had been cold for a while, but, like, there's mountains with snow on it. And I was like, I'm yeah. about to hit L.A., and I'm seeing snow with it. So, like, there's a lot of times in this movie where... I, I actually understood why it yeah. it was probably hotter but it's getting into the winter time and they're probably higher elevation which we saw where they started going into the mountains and doing stuff on the mountains yeah but i also found it funny the first scene where uh they kill the guys for the first time where the guys come up to take the pictures oh yeah 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 and how after that they didn't just go why aren't we let's send some like an army into the mountains like yeah. their first reaction is don't go to the mountains <laughs> yeah i i guess at that point you still don't take it very serious yeah but i did find that whole scene kind of funny because yeah. it's like they shot an arrow at you and he's like trying to run after the girl that's not armed. Yeah. And then he gets shot with an arrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. And then I love where they actually kill the, I think Robert kills one of the guys. And uh, Danny, who is the, oh, the yeah. kid, who's the one that shot the dude with the arrow, is like, oh, yeah. it's like you killed did him. He? Yeah. Really? And he's like, you killed him. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, you just shot a dude with an arrow. <laughs> like. Also, that kid's supposed to be 15. He totally does not look <laughs> no. 15. <laughs> Every time they're like, you're a kid. I'm like... That's why it always feels so weird. Yeah. And you're like, 
man, this kid's such a little wiener. <laughs> and oh, he's actually supposed to be 15. Yeah. He's not 25. Yeah. So there's a couple of interesting facts. Oh, uh, I'll give AJ's. Some of AJ's favorite scenes are uh, drinking deer blood. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> makes you a man. Uh, it'll change you. It'll change you. Avenge me. Uh, when the, the father <laughs> avenge me you, yeah uh i also do i i thought the scene where they sh- uh robert i think is the one that witnesses it where they shoot all the parents oh yeah yeah i thought that was really well done it actually was yeah, yeah. and they start singing uh america the beautiful yeah yeah uh the prison break which was interesting because they freed a lot of people <laughs> and i don't remember seeing them <laughs> ever again like yeah where'd those they people gave them go like AKs. And- <laughs> yeah i was like and then yeah they, they were never seen again <laughs> yep i was like where'd- this movie's flawless yeah, so no <laughs> problems yeah and uh, they also have an endless supply of rpgs yeah. <laughs> until the very end when they yeah. can't when they don't need, need them uh, so this this movie was actually originally supposed to be more of like a Lord of the Flies. Oh, really? Um, yeah, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Reynolds, he, he brought the script, he wrote it at a film school, and the director essentially told him, uh, this isn't going to be easy for you to take because uh, he says you're full of yourself. The director said this to the screenwriter. He says, but I'm going to take this, I'm going to make it into my movie, and you're just going to have to sit back and watch, and it may not be too pleasant. Oh, man. Uh, and he says, my advice is to take the money you have and spend it on a young girl. <laughs> Enjoy young getting girl. laid and write another script, uh, because this isn't going to be fun to watch. This guy's real classy. Yeah. Uh, so this is the director <laughs> of the movie. Um, and he said, oh, uh, he said, I kept some of the Lord of the Flies but my script was going to be more about the resistance and tinged by the time. Uh, We made it really outrageous, infinitely more outrageous than his vision. And to this day, it holds up because people ask, what's that movie about? And I say the movie's not about the Russians. It's about the federal government. I'm like... It's not about a bunch of teenagers (laughs) rebelling and... yeah forming a vigilante so, group see he just rewrote the whole script and like how this movie was because a lord of the flies thing would be way cooler <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so he also had a unique way of auditioning actresses uh for <laughs> I, for this character wait, the director yeah yeah i bet he did uh he would a- ask each auditioning actress what would happen if you were in the wilderness and you were starving could you kill a bunny uh and that he would never say rabbit. He said bunny. He mm. he specifically made... And he said, could you kill a bunny and skin it and eat it? And the girls were horrified at the suggestion. And the girls who weren't, uh, that would say, well, if it were life or death, those were the ones that moved on from the audition phase. Mm. Uh, I definitely believe both of those girls could skin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where... that Like, he wanted those characters to be that way. Yeah. Of like... They were great characters, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, it was described as the most violent movie ever made. Uh, after the movie was released in 1984, the National Coalition on Television Violence deemed Red Dawn the most violent movie ever made. They said it contained 134 acts of violence in an hour, and they rated it X, 
This summer's releases are the most violent in the history of the industry, averaging 28.5 violent acts an hour. The coalition said they also gave X rating to Gremlins and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's so weird. Yeah. And then came John Wick. And then came John Wick. <laughs> well, that was another thing. Like, there was so much where they would, like, shoot a guy and, like, he would just fall down. Yeah. And I'm just, like, in my mind, I was like, I'm so used to where someone just gets shot and, like, blood splats everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's kind of why you don't get the severity of yeah. the situation and why, like, these actors are giving it way too much. Because, like, once again, I'm like, it makes sense the way they're acting, but for some reason it feels off. <laughs> it yeah. feels like a joke, yeah. you know? But it's like, no, it makes everything they're experiencing, this is the proper response. You also, know? that the fact that no one on the other side could shoot at all <laughs> yeah. man those russians yeah. and cubans are yeah. pretty bad they're at pretty war. bad at war um, like i mean the first great at parachuting yeah the first death was uh bishop's care um not bishop uh talking about aliens aliens <laughs> no the uh the pilot dude powers booth man. powers booth that yeah he was great yeah i, I love yeah. him and anything i've seen him in because he was the no, okay, I would say he was the second, yeah, yeah, I would say he's the second death, that, uh, the first being the Mexican kid, I want to say, or Spanish kid, his dad was. Or his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think his dad, he gets captured? He gets captured, and he's the one that starts seeing in America him. the beautiful, oh, okay. so he gotcha. does die there, but the one of the first of the group, he's the, the group, yeah, yeah he yeah. goes to give he, cover fire to Powers. <laughs> As uh, the grenade goes off. I, you know, I've played so much Call of Duty <laughs> that anytime I see someone just shooting a gun out in the open, yeah. I'm like, you're, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Do you and think so, they, they can't hit you? Yeah. You're... And so he dies. He gets shot there. Uh, and then. <laughs> He's uh, just standing. He's just standing <laughs> just on top of the tank. On a tank. Yeah. Powers Booth gets uh, shrapnel in the back from the grenade. Yeah. Uh, and then he puts a smoke grenade on the tank so that way the the american tank knows where to shoot uh and and blows him up with oh, the tank. i did not follow that yeah uh which i was like that's good tactics like yeah he was actually doing something there i don't know what the rest of the group had in mind of chasing around these tanks that was a baffling scene <laughs> yeah uh and then the next i want to say is uh Danny? Not Danny. Um, Daryl. Daryl, yeah. Daryl is the one who... <laughs> that was actually a pretty good scene. Where he is forced to apparently swallow a tracker. And I loved... I, I do love that scene. With the guys walking through the forest. Yeah. Yeah, and then they ambush in the... Like... I did find it funny where they're like, Oh, like, you betrayed us. They know where we are. I'm like, they knew you were in the forest <laughs> that was apparent from the beginning <laughs> and then like no one died like there wasn't it's not like someone in the party died at the moment so it was really yeah. interesting just like but when you're in that situation yeah. it's like when someone takes that first step yeah. it shows that they are willing to compromise the group yeah and I did love uh, the, the gun scene of Patrick Swayze can't do it 
Yeah. Like he shoots the other guy. <laughs> of course, the crazy kid. Yeah, Robert. <laughs> the kid who has up, lost just, his heart. <laughs> just shoots him. Yeah. I love that. I was like... The, the way he died was yeah. perfect, too, because it's like he looked him in the face, and as he was dying, he falls and his blood, on him. And yeah. It's, yeah, the blood smears on the guy that's yeah. shooting him. And, and he was wearing the white, so it's all... It was kind of like he, he had to realize exactly what was going on. Yeah. There was no way to escape what he was doing yeah like i i loved a lot of scenes in this movie yeah it just there's a lot in it that also just it's it's one of those like i was saying i enjoyed the idea the idea is better than the execution the execution Yeah. yeah uh so patrick swayze uh because he was older than the rest of the actors um was put in charge of the cast really yeah wait like casting uh no like controlling them (laughs) Uh, and because he had more experience than them, he was trusted to control his co-stars. Uh, Milas is a very intense director, Swayze said, and he's a very wonderful director, but we had to call him the general. And he called me, he says, Swayze, you're my lieutenant of the art. I'm directing these little suckers <laughs> through you. <laughs> he put a lot of responsibilities on my shoulder and I took it really seriously. So I've made a comment before that before there was keanu reeves there was patrick swayze yeah i think aj kind of you know wasn't sure about what i meant by that but if you a lot of people that talk about patrick swayze say that he is basically the guy that you want to be he's he can do everything he's good at everything and i've just heard that he's a really he can ride a horse he can you know do martial arts and i need to see roadhouse he's always like very like he was also kind of the big brother always looking out yeah. for everybody and so that kind of makes sense with with that role it took me a, a while to figure out that charlie sheen and him were brothers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the movie <laughs> like as i was watching maddie, it yeah i love you maddie. I, I love you maddie i did like the very end that was i did like that scene I, where he, he takes yeah. him to the bench even though i didn't understand their whole reasoning at the end for anything there's more Spanish. He said, <laughs> Vaya con Dios. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the guy doesn't shoot them. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I liked that character. Yeah. Uh, uh, when he's writing his letter. Yeah. There's a lot of depth in there that didn't need to be there, but it yeah. was kind of a nice touch. And then when he doesn't shoot them because he's like, I just love throughout the movie. He's like, I was them. Yeah. Like, I, I just like that as a character. Like, he's like, I'm becoming the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I fought against in my country. So. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, no, but I just didn't understand their whole plan of action. Like, it, it was yeah. to cause a distraction so that way the other two could get away. But once again, I was like, where? Like, I think I'm, I was just directly challenged of what was happening in this town. Like, where the map layout of this place was. Like, did they have to go through the town to get to the other side to get away? Um, I well, part of it was to cause a distraction. I think what uh, they they have a line where he says, you know, we're all used up, and it's kind yeah. of like you're so war torn and embittered, like, a- like you can't, like you know, Patrick Swayze saying, like, <laughs> never cry again. Yeah, like they've kind of reached a point to where they realize they're done. They've done, like they don't want to go back to normal life, and so it was kind of just like a giving up and a like we plan on dying 
you know, but you have to live because okay. you're not like us. Yeah. Uh, so Milas knew Hollywood would condemn him for making this movie. <laughs> uh, he says, I know that Hollywood would condemn me for it, uh, that I'd be regarded as a right-wing warmonger from then on, uncontrollable and unhousebroken. Milas supposedly left one of his guns on his desk while journalists interviewed him, so he demonstrated his ideas very well. <laughs> uh, I was the only person in Hollywood who would dare do this movie. Hollywood was a very left-wing, but I had... I have a lot of contractions. I'm a military and an extreme patriot at times, so I believe in all that rugged individualism hogwash. <laughs> I kind of want to meet this dude just to see <laughs> what he's, he is. At the same time, I don't. What, what's his name? Uh, Milus? It's it's John M-I-L-I-U-S. Did he do anything Mil- else? Milius. Uh, Did they let him do anything else? Let me... Let me let me look him up. Let me look up this director. I I don't I don't know anything. I the funny thing is I know all almost all the actors in this movie more than I know. Yeah. The director. Well, I don't know if they were that famous at the time, but they all went on to do a lot. Uh, I mean, Jennifer Grey was in uh, uh, that one Dirty Dancing with Patrick yeah with Swayze. Patrick Swayze yeah. yeah. Uh, so he actually did Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> uh, I do want to meet this guy. <laughs> and then he really didn't do much after Red Dawn. He did an episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, really? A movie called Farewell to the King. Uh, a 1991 movie called Flight of the Intruder. And then after that, it was some episodes of TV shows and a TV movie called Motorcycle Gang. Hmm. But he really didn't do much. He he wrote more than he uh, than he directed. Hmm. So he wrote. Uh, he was a part of the screenplay writers for Dirty Harry. Uh, he wrote Dillinger, uh, Apocalypse Now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, nineteen forty one. Uh, Extreme Prejudice, Clear Clear and Present Danger. He definitely left a mark. That's for yeah. Sure. He wrote. What did he write? So, Clear and Present Danger... He wrote the that's... screenplay for it. Okay. That's based on the um, Tom Clancy book, right? Yeah, with uh, that's the Harrison Ford. John... Jack Ryan? John Ryan? Is is it Jack Ryan? I think so. I think that's yep, Jack Ryan. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Like Patriot Games. Uh, yeah. Clear and Present Danger was a follow-up to that. And then uh, he actually wrote the Red Dawn 2012 remake. Well, I, d- I don't think I saw it. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to like it so. <laughs> uh nothing could be nothing could be so swayze and jennifer gray did not get along uh not oh, not all the not all the actors were thrilled with milas's decision to put swayze in charge of the cast uh swayze told daily mail that he butted heads with jennifer gray in, in particular who disliked how he ordered her around at the end of red dawn however when we shot her character's death scene she seemed to warm to me. It was a tender scene, and as I stroked her hair, it was truly emotional. I think it endeared me to her, and it was clear she and I had chemistry together. Uh, which, three years later, you can see as they ignite the dance floor at Dirty Dancing. Mm. Incinerated the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it is funny because throughout the movie, I was kind of feeling that. 
like they were trying to do stuff with her characters. Yeah. And then when she squashes the orange on his head. Yeah. Uh, and then she dies almost immediately after. <laughs> after <laughs> it's like that. a she tiny little development. Immediately. <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, I that thought was that actually was, a hard death. Yeah. To the, watch. The grenades. Yeah. The grenade scene was pretty great. <laughs> that yeah. was the other thing. I was like, you're going to have him pull the pin. Like, can you? How long can you hold on to this? What if you die before <laughs> <laughs> it just goes off and you explode? Yeah, uh, I didn't quite understand her plan. Yeah, I also love the fact that he shot uh, Robert shoots the RPG somehow into the helicopter, but not hitting the helicopter. <laughs> Perfectly, like went through. It went through, and it hit everyone inside. Yeah, but like I was like, why didn't you just shoot like the blades or like the? It was I found it funny. Um, <laughs> bullseye, <laughs> bullseye, uh, and then gets shot immediately afterwards. Um, yeah, by other attack helicopters. Um, I also do find it funny how they just all of a sudden had attack helicopters out of nowhere. <laughs> I, well, and it's like, oh, that's all it took this whole time. Just yeah, throw a helicopter yeah, at them. And there you go. Problem solved. Uh, Tanks don't work. Helicopters do. <laughs> yeah. And they had like six of them. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, they were pretty fed up. Yeah. They time. were done. Yeah. The man, when they dropped off that food, was like, that is so obviously a trap. But it wasn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, but it, it kind of was. I was like, yeah. you literally only had to poison food. Yeah. They would have ate it. They would have ate it. Like, well, they had Tony eat it first. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they're just like, hey, go get the food. Totally. So like, yeah. I can't make, make the noise. But I just found it funny of like, what if it was a trap? She's just dead now. Like, you just made her go die. Well, geez. <laughs> Tony's like, hey, Tony, carry this yeah, exploding bomb. basket. <laughs> Hope the timing works for you. <laughs> what if they don't take it? Well, okay. But I mean, she was pretty hell-bent on proving her worth. Yeah, yeah. One of us is good as anyone you so William Smith, who played the Russian Colonel Strelnikov, which was he the guy that shot them with the SMG at the I end? Think so yeah, okay. He gets shot immediately, right? Um, when, uh, when he does that, yes, he gets. No, he follows Patrick Swayze's character. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they shoot each other. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, Charlie Sheen's character gets shot off the thing like. <laughs> in a weird yeah. way like he shoots and then charlie sheen like jumps off he's like ah! <laughs> uh but charlie sheen says um in real life william smith had been a russian intercept interrogator for the cia Goodness uh gracious. and he was terrifying sheen said uh, i don't know if he was in the character the whole time but you couldn't talk to him on set you just kept your distance but it worked in the movie look how brilliant he is in the film he's an imposing force yeah um yeah uh Milas thought red dawn was a zombie movie with russians uh in the 80s the cold war was in full swing and the world lived in fear of a nuclear attack red dawn the film was about the impending possible reality which at that time was an actual fear of the soviet union invading the country people actually thought that way that's why i made that movie that's why people liked it the fear was real and it played that and it played on that and that's why it made an exciting movie uh he compares it to the movie close encounters of the third kind and this came 
In this case, I have made. If I do, <laughs> in this case, I have made a movie of the same vein, but with Russians. It's like a zombie movie with Russians. That's what it was like at the time. People were paranoid about aliens, and people were paranoid about Russians. I don't know where he brings in zombies. Like he compares aliens. Uh, anything that you're afraid of. Uh, yeah. Fear-inducing zombies. <laughs> uh, apparently there was a love scene between leah thompson's character and powers booth oh that um, was a little weird yeah like when he's talking he's all like he's like she's feisty she, like you and he like grabs her <laughs> yeah and you're like uh what's uh she's old yeah like me you like me <laughs> feisty like you wow yeah he that was weird because he's like trying to keep his distance yeah and, chase her off and then yeah. he, i don't know uh so there was a scene thompson uh describes in which uh she says i'm going to die before having made love will you please make love with me uh to powers booth character and he says okay and then disappears out of the frame like they disappear yeah. out of the frame together um they took that scene out of the movie entirely uh first of all because i think she is a teenager and he's 13 years older than her so yes, yeah. I, w- I was kind of thinking like if that movie were made today, there'd probably be a lot more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the most iconic lines in the movie said by Robert uh, C. Thomas Howell's character Wolverines uh, <laughs> on the rooftop, which I thought was going to be said more in the movie. It's only <laughs> said that once. Is it? Only yeah. That once? <laughs> he goes, oh, Wolverines. They, he does like they spray paint it on. Yes. Too. They spray paint it everywhere. Uh, which is their name after the mascot. Uh, he says he gets Wolverines shouted at him about twice a week <laughs> in real life and about 40 times a day through Twitter. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Will. I drive around chasing uh, see Thomas Howell. Yeah. He says on Twitter, though, every <laughs> once in a while he can't help but writing Wolverines with an exclamation part. That's uh, hilarious. Back it's to also... Stay gold pony boy. <laughs> uh so Jesse effect. Who would you Oh yeah. Who would you put Jesse Eisenberg? I I for me it's Daryl. Oh perfect Daryl, yeah. Yeah. Um He could yeah, Daryl is definitely Except the scene where he gets shot, I'm like Yes. <laughs> he's like he gets he gets it's, the tracker in him i'm like i knew it the whole time freaking daryl jesse eisenberg and then <laughs> patrick swayze's pointing his gun i'm like shoot him shoot him now <laughs> man i i know this is a segment on the show but i actually think jesse eisenberg is a pretty good actor <laughs> i know <laughs> like i think no, i'm like legitimate like no he'd do a better daryl than daryl daryl did yeah uh so anthony says uh danny that he would play the danny character because yeah. <laughs> why not throw another 20 something dude they've done it with spider-man they can do it with danny <laughs> uh and then last but not least our chance in a red dawn scenario uh, okay if this happened at first i was like no obviously not but then i thought about it i was like yeah. well if this were me and this happened here yeah I would book it out to Amboy. Yeah, like cool. out that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I have guns. Mm-hmm. I do backpacking. I just so go with you. Stuff. No, I just go with you. Yeah, I got a truck, a four wheel drive. Yeah. I'd probably just head up into the logging roads and go camp out there. 
Uh, the only thing is I would not try to perform guerrilla warfare <laughs> on two militaries. Yeah. <laughs> I would try to hold out until yeah. the U.S. decided to take back their country. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing about the movie that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> where is the U.S. government in all of this? They keep talking about how they're stuck behind, like, there's a... It's This is where I want to see how they map this out. Like, I don't understand the territorial mapping of this movie. Yeah. Uh, because I know that the movie is filmed in New Mexico and Las Vegas, that area. But I don't think it's supposed to take place in that area. I think it's, it's supposed to take like place. I feel like it's Colorado. Yeah. I, I really feel like it's Colorado. They talk about coming up north from California. Yeah, well, so there's the scene where Powers Booth is basically explaining, explaining to them the whole layout of the country. Yeah. And in I really thought that, like, there's kind of a safe space in Colorado. And he that, talks about the yeah. Rockies, how they kind of, like, separate. Yeah. Like, they couldn't get past the Rockies or something like that. Yeah, and I think the Midwest was pretty much taken over. Yeah, like, yeah. that's where they hit. Or there were some Because it talks about there. how Mexico was also yeah they came up through the midwest or yeah something. yeah crazy but. oh yeah that that was an interesting thing they came up as uh uh immigrants yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> like this movie would not not fly today you could um, not have that line in well there. that's when you're because they have that part of the beginning where they're explaining how this all started but it like the the text goes by so oh, fast. oh i know and i'm like what I was trying to read that. Like, I what? know. I even paused it. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Like, that is a lot of really in-depth <laughs> <we're> <laughs> history. To, this is the pre-context to this movie. And yeah. then, yeah. Uh, no, I would I would probably just follow you. you know, <laughs> you'd be my Patrick Swayze. Oh, what do we do? You'd be my Patrick Swayze. I'll be your Maddie. Yeah, I would yeah. Uh, I would head out there and then Anthony's see if I Robert. could get... What? Who am I, Patrick Swayze? Oh, you're Patrick Swayze. Sweet. And Anthony's Robert, though. Yes. He's like that. <laughs> There's a traitor. He I shoots him. I feel like me and Anthony would probably trade places a little bit here. And yeah, there. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is I'm straight up Maddie. You know, I'm just there for the support. Oh, Robert. Yes. Yes, Anthony is Robert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're Maddie. Gotcha. I'm Maddie. Yeah. You know, I'm just there for the support. Also, I do want to point out the weird like charlie sheen with leah thompson like they would just hate each other throughout the whole movie i where he he would say the line like make yourself useful yeah. gives her the dishes to yeah, wash. and then she like slaps them <laughs> and and she's like freaks out at him and leaves and he goes what did i do wrong <laughs> <laughs> what did i do one and, of us is good one of you yeah <laughs> what you said was wrong what you said was wrong <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer Grey. Um, <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it is just funny how they were doing that. That at the end, she's like, "No, Maddie, we need to be with you." And I was like, <laughs> "What is going on?" Like, oh man, time turmoil and like when you spend, like we're not used to spending that much time with one, a group of people. Which I understand. Yeah. It was once again the idea is there. Like, I understood what the idea was, but yeah. just, like, the execution of, like... No, you don't... Definitely the character development struggled <laughs> immensely in this like, movie. Like... I mean, you don't know anything about, yeah. 
Leah Thompson or Jennifer Grey in this it's movie. Just that Except they, that they're cool and you like them. They're the granddaughters of the old of the cowboy, and that we're pretty sure that they were sexually assaulted. <laughs> yes, something <laughs> happened. To yeah. Her. Um, she's the quiet one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, yeah, that, that's our uh, <laughs> thoughts on Red Dawn. You know, nineteen eighties classic. Wolverines. Wolverines. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. This... I, do you are you happy you watched this movie? You know what? I'm. I am just so that I can say I've seen it because for some reason I thought someone else was watching it back in the day when I was younger, and the whole time I was expecting that scene to pop up that's in my head, like they're on train tracks and Patrick Swayze's oh. characters like shooting russians no and in my head that was a thing and then i was watching the movie waiting for the scene the whole time i'm like i have no clue what i was watching (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if it's patrick swayze but no Mm. for some reason it was just in my head the whole time but i'm glad i've seen this movie now so i don't have to i gotta say though they they found a way to dress him up super cool He's yeah. got like his hoodie with the headband on. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm surprised I, I haven't done that more often. Just walked around <laughs> town like I'm Patrick Swayze Patrick in Swayze. the winter. Yeah. I did like their suits. I also wondered how they got all their suits. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> it's like, wow, you are, have perfect snow suits yeah. now. <laughs> Camouflage and everything. Apparently, you have killed so many people <laughs> that you have uh, an entire wardrobe yeah. or whatever you need. <laughs> And, and like uh, endless supply of ammo 35 <laughs> rpgs i think my favorite is when they in the forest they have like a mounted turret set up leah thompson's shooting it she's like oh the, yeah you have the mg yeah. Yeah. yeah i was just like where did they get, get that, that? <laughs> i'm big enough to carry that yeah uh well great, great movie great yes <laughs> yeah. this has been uh reel it in you can find us at uh nerd the weekly. internet yeah nerd weekly on facebook nerd weekly podcast on twitter and nerd weekly cast on instagram i am andrew <laughs> Sounds good to yeah be close enough some there's an email somewhere out there yeah. i don't know if we even use it uh <laughs> i have not, i've never checked it yeah my uh you can find me at lebearded Le cooper on instagram I am Willie B. Snazzy at Willie B. Snazzy on Instagram. Mm, mm, I'll find you can you. watch. I'll me find you trying various weightlifting <laughs> techniques because <laughs> that's interesting for everyone. You can watch me post pitch black videos once a month of me singing. Really? That's yeah. That's my latest video. Well, I have a nice scene night. Yeah, I have no right. clue. Well, now you got like something it. to do. Yep. Uh, this has been Reel It In. Hopefully, we have more people on. Or maybe not. It might be the ambiguously straight duo again. Yep. Uh, we'll catch you later. So straightish. So straight. <laughs>